in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, we thank you. We bless your name. We give you praise. We give you honor. You are sovereign. Indeed, you are the Lord of lords. You are the King of kings. We thank you for who you are. We thank you, O oh Lord, for mercies, for your goodness. Thank you, O oh Lord, that we once again have a chance to sit at your feet, Jesus, just like Mary Magdalene, and listen to your words. That will nourish us. That washes us into maturity. We bless your name, Father. We have come to eat of your word. We have come to encounter you. Oh Lord, we have an expectation. We have laid an expectation on this meeting. That, oh Lord, we will encounter you. We will hear your voice. We pray, oh Lord, that may there be treasures in this message for us individually and together. In the mighty name of Jesus. Indeed, school of the spirit is a well of water that when we take and drink, it washes us. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. So we're going to go deep into the book of Revelation. And God took me deep into the book of Revelation and revealed certain things to me. And that is why I'm here to pour out that which God has poured into me. Hallelujah. Let's look at this scripture. Second Corinthians chapter 3, verse 18. But we all, with unveiled face, beholding us in a mirror, the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory, just as by the Spirit of the Lord. The we all is talking about us believers. As you become a believer, or once you are a believer, the veil has been removed. In the Old Testament, when Moses encountered God, he went unto Mount Zion, 40 days, 40 nights, and he came back. When he came back, his face shone. His face was so bright. But what did he do? He covered the face with a veil so that the people couldn't see the glory of the Lord. It was not time yet for them to see the glory of the Lord. Because of their sin, they couldn't see the glory of the Lord. So we were all veiled. But once we come into Christ, Christ has taken away the veil. We have been un unveiled. Christ has been unveiled. The glory of God has been unveiled for us to see clearly. That is how come when Jesus died, the day he died, scripture says the curtains of the holy place torn into two. It got torn into two. Signifying that we have been unveiled. Christ has been unveiled. The, the glory of the Lord has been unveiled and we can see him clearly. So we all with unveiled face, beholding us in the mirror, the glory of the Lord. Now we can see the glory of the Lord. And as we see the glory of the Lord, we behold the glory. We are transformed. So the glory of the Lord, when, once we are able to look upon it, it transforms us. It transforms us. So as God shows us who he is or God unveils who he is to us, it is supposed to transform us. It is supposed to wash us. It is supposed to turn us into the image. When Moses encountered God, his face shone. The glory also came upon his face. Because it, it's, it's a source of transformation. It's, it's something that you can't see and not to be transformed. The glory of the Lord. Let's look at Revelation chapter 1 verse 1. I'll, I'll be taking most of my scriptures from the Passion Translation. So, um... Pay careful attention. Hallelujah. Revelation chapter 1 verse 1. This is the unveiling of Jesus Christ, which God gave him to share with his loving servants what must occur swiftly. He signified it by sending his angel to his loving servant, John. This is the unveiling of Jesus Christ. So the Greek word used there is apocalypsis. And it is a compound word. It's found 18 times in the New Testament. And it combines the word, as I said, it's a compound word. It combines the word apo, which means to lift. And with calypto, which means veil, hide, cover. And so it could, be, it could be translated, the lifting of the veil. So Revelation is a book that lifts the veil. It's a book that helps us to see what is behind the veil what has been covered which has now been lifted so we can see what was covered we can see it now 
So it is not primar- primarily lifting the veil of coming events, but the unveiling of Jesus. So it's not primarily lifting the veil of coming events, but the unveiling of Jesus. So the book of Revelation is the unveiling of Jesus. Jesus was hidden in the Old Testament. That is how come the glory was covered. Moses covered his face. Jesus Jesus is the whole Bible. Jesus is the word. And he was hidden in the Old Testament. So in the Old Testament, he is there, but he was hidden. In the New Testament, we, we see him plain. And he speaks to us in plain language. Why? Because now the veil has been removed. The veil has been removed. Even when he came and he was ministering, he was speaking in parables. To the believers but to the disciples he spoke to them plainly why because to them the glory of god has been unveiled for them to receive it clearly but to the other people they were still in the old testament and the veil was still there it was until he died and rose again then things became plain then jesus was revealed so even when they, he came to the earth they didn't recognize him as the son of god it's just a few that recognized him why because the veil was still on their eyes the veil was still on them they couldn't see what was under the veil they couldn't see the glory of the lord it was covered so the book of revelation is a book that god shows john who he is john saw him plainly as you know a man saw him in his humble nature how jesus came you know in the manger we all know that but he revealed himself his himself spiritually that this is who i am and john what john's countenance was that he he fell at the face of jesus it was so powerful the glory of the lord was so strong that he couldn't even look he fell at the face of jesus the glory of the lord i believe some of us because we we haven't really grasped the understanding and the revelation of the glory of the lord of the unveiled or unveiled Christ we still see Jesus as born in a manger you know he was born in a poor family you know he was he had clothes you know like every Jew and he was a carpenter and or we see we still see him in that nature his manly nature or his walk on the earth we still see him as that because of that it is making us fear the enemy it is making us fear the power of the devil because we clearly see the devil in the spirit, clearly see who he is. But then we haven't grasped the revelation of Christ, who he is. What is behind the veil? His true glory, though he was man, but his glory as he walked on the earth. And that is what made the demons shudder. It makes them shudder. Why? Because they saw his true nature. When they saw Jesus, they didn't see him as a man. They saw who he was in the spirit, and that is who he revealed himself to John, as we are about to um, look at. There are some of us that we see ourselves in, you know, the earthly realm. We see ourselves in the physical, but I'm here to tell you that in the spirit, if you knew who you were in the spirit, <laughs> you will be sure. There are some of us that are commanders. There are some of us that are generals in the army of the Lord. Some of us that are empowered. Some of us that are on fire. Our countenance is so strong. We are like giants in the spirit. But then physically we see ourselves in. It's like, are we really the ones that God is calling us to do this? Or are we really who God says we are? When the angel encountered Gideon, he said that, oh, you mighty man of valor. Spiritually, Gideon was a commander in the army of the Lord. He was a mighty man of valor. The angel had to call out who Gideon was. I pray for you that as we continue or we go ahead with this sermon, I pray for you that may you be called out. May your true nature be called out. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. So let's look at who Jesus truly is. We saw him as, you know, humble. We saw him as, you know, he had poor beginnings, humble beginnings. We saw him as loving. We saw him as one that rolled with, you know, even the least in society. We saw him as one that people trooped to listen to. But who is Jesus? 
what is his true nature revelation chapter 1 verse 1 as i said said this is the unveiling of jesus christ which god gave him to share with his loving servants what must occur swiftly and the greek for loving servants is doulos which means born servant someone who is a born servant is a slave who only remains with his master even after being given his freedom so we know that we've been given freedom or christ has given us freedom he has released us from the bondage of sin from the bondage of darkness and we have freedom as believers and this freedom that are willingly laid feet of jesus we willingly surrender it to god therefore we become born servants of god we become loving servants of god because we are free but we willingly say as lord i know i am a born servant but i want to be your slave so we are slaves of god we are slaves of the spirit because we want him to direct us we want him to lead us hallelujah so we are born servants of the lord and it says it must occur swiftly what must occur swiftly the greek word used is entakos which means once something starts it will take place swiftly i didn't say tacos or nachos i said in tacos <laughs> that's just by the way which means once once something starts it will take place swiftly so saying that um something that will occur swiftly means that once it starts once it begins to happen it must occur quickly and in the book of matthew we see jesus saying i think chapter 26 we see jesus saying that there will be wars there will be rumors of wars there will be this there will be that in the end times and these are just the beginning of birth pains so what jesus was talking about about the end times when it starts it has to happen quickly it has to happen swiftly hallelujah it has to, it has to happen swiftly so the book of revelation is something that once it starts it has to happen and we know we are in the end times we were in the end times when the presence of the holy spirit was given or when the spirit came upon believers that is when end times began so all these things must happen swiftly and it says that he signified it by sending his angel so the angel was a signification the angel was a sign the greek word used is semenu which means to symbolize so the book of revelation is the book of symbols it is full of symbols there was a time where, where we read the book of revelation and it was like we couldn't understand the book of revelation why because we were reading it literally or we were taking it literally you know there were movies like left behind and all the other things and it was so literal the moon turning into blood and you know all those things happening but we see here that the book of revelation is full of symbols so everything in the book of revelation is a symbol it is not literal it is not literal it's a symbol it's a symbolic to something so when god says maybe the moon will turn to black there will be darkness it's a symbolic to something hallelujah yes and the angel god sent the the message to an angel angels are instruments for imparting divine revelation and we see them impart revelation to the prophets the judges in scripture and the apostles of jesus they saw angels when jesus was taken up to heaven two angels clothed in white appeared to the disciples and said and them that why is still looking at jesus this same jesus that went clearly as you see him going up plainly will come down plainly to you once again so angels come to review revelation they come to impart divine revelation they are sent from god and telos is a messenger sent from god so the angel sent from jesus was on a mission to give john insight into the meaning of the visions within the book of revelation hallelujah so angels can give visions the angel um, daniel encountered came to give him insight into the visions that god gave him said that the prince of persia restored me angel gabriel said that the prince of persia stood me 21 days 
but I, I had um, someone to help me. That was into Michael. I helped into Gabriel to release the message to Daniel, to give him insight into the revelations. Hallelujah. So angels give vision because Daniel had a vision or even a trance. They give trance or they even give dreams like Joseph. When Joseph was thinking about how he wanted to put Mary down um, quietly so that he wouldn't get married to her because she was found pregnant and Mary was um, given to Joseph as betrothed. That's the word, betrothed to Joseph. He wanted to you know, quietly put Mary um, away so that he won't marry her. But the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream. So angels can give you dreams. I've had instances where I've been in a trance. I've been I've, I've been given visions and I've been given dreams. That's where angelic that angels appear to me. So angels can give dreams. Hallelujah. Yes. And we see that God gave the revelation directly to Jesus because it said that God gave the revelation to Jesus. When you read Revelations 1, verse 1, it said God gave him to share with his loving servant. So God gave the revelation directly to Jesus. Then Jesus gave the revelation to the angel. Then the angel explained it to John. Then John gave the revelation to us, God's servant. So there is, you can see the chain of communication. The chain of communication. Someone can say that our God is in us. The presence of the Spirit is in us, residing in us. So, how come the revelation didn't come from within, but it to come from all this chain of communication? Because God used it's, it's spiritual things, and for God to make things known to us plainly, we also have to be in the spirit. So John said that I was in the spirit on the Lord's day. There are some certain insights, certain revelations that are weighty that have come in this chain of communication hallelujah hallelujah yeah so the book of revelation came from a direct encounter with an angel sent by jesus to give the content to john in even matthew chapter 1 verse 20 we see that the shepherds that were in the field when jesus was born they encountered an angel and it, I don't know if it was a trance or the angel came to them physically, but then they encountered an angel. Hallelujah. They encountered an angel. Luke chapter 2, verse 8. Hallelujah. Are you with me? Mason terebo shatia rabazonde. Kali rabashe terebo saramakaika. Rabashe tereboza. Ramamasheta. Oh, open the eyes of our heart to understand the things of the word. Revelation chapter 1, verse 23. I, John, bore witness to the word. Sorry, Revelation chapter 1, verse 2 to 3. I, John, bore witness to the word of God and the testimony of Jesus Christ. A joyous blessing rests upon the one who reads this message and upon those who hear and embrace the words of this prophecy. For the appointed time is in your hands. Hallelujah. So John bore witness. We believe our witnesses of Christ unto the world. We are witnesses of Christ, the word of God. We bear witness the word of God and his testimony that he died and rose again. Acts chapter 1, verse 8, when Jesus told the, the disciples that you witnesses to me in all of Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the world. Hallelujah. He said that a joyous blessing or happiness to the one who reads. So the book of Revelation is the only book in the Bible that promises a rich blessing to those who read and obey what it states. Hallelujah. The word can mean happiness, as I said earlier. He said that a joyous blessing rests upon the one who reads this message and upon those who hear. In those days, they used to read out the letter. They used to read out the word of God. So they read and they hear because it's not all of them that were literate now to read it. So they used to read it out. That's how come in the synagogues, when they go to the synagogues, they read out the word. Jesus 
went into uh, went to his hometown he was given the book of isaiah and he read the word to the hearing so they read the word they keep on reading it so as you keep on listening and listening to the word scripture said you have faith faith comes by hearing and hearing the words of the lord so when you listen to the word of the lord when you read the word of the lord it promises blessing you receive the blessings hallelujah then that the appointed time is in your hands or is at the word uses e-g-g-u-s which has a root meaning which means to squeeze in your hands so there is a sense in which the understanding of the book of revelation is ready to be unveiled when the child ready to receive the time of this revelation is now not the past not nor the distant future chapter 1 verse 5 through faith you are being protected by god for a salvation that is ready to be revealed at the end of the era so the revelation is ready to be revealed it has an appointed time it's ready to be reviewed it is ready to be reviewed now not it's not in the past not in the distant future but as you read it it is ready to be reviewed at its appointed time hallelujah revelation chapter 1 verse 46 from john to the churches in western turkey that is the province of asia or asia from john to the seven churches in western turkey may the kindness of god's grace and peace overflow to you from him who is who was and who is coming and from the seven spirits who are in front of his throne and from jesus christ the faithful witness the firstborn from among the dead and the ruling king who rules over the kings of the earth now to the one who constantly rules us and has loosed us from our sins by his blood and to the one who has appointed us as a kingdom of priests to serve his god and father to him be glory and dominion throughout the eternity of eternities hallelujah one thing that stood out to me in this scripture is that he has already lost us so don't be the lie of the enemy that says that you are under bondage or you are struggling with sin no you have already been loosed once you became a believer once the presence of Lord came to reside within you, you have been loosed. You have been loosed from the bondages of sin. So sin doesn't have control over you. Sin doesn't have power over you. Anything that you decide, you lose. Hallelujah. Is that from seven churches in Western Turkey? Who are the seven churches? What are the seven churches symbolized? As we said, the book of Revelation is a book of symbols. Seven churches become a representation of all the churches. If I say all the churches, I mean the church today. The church today. Hallelujah. So the seven churches represent the church of God. The entire church of God. Not the non-church, not the pastor, the church of God. And it says to him who is, who was, and is to come the person who was and the person who is to come god of three three he got three realms that is eternity present past and future he is the i am the i am christ is the day of the Lord. so when this says i am the i am he he's talking about now i am now i am now i was now <laughs> he in, in the olden days he was he said he's the i am now still speak, I am a huge peace still I am. So the I am of Christ is the, the day of the Lord. For who despise the time of insignificant things? They will rejoice to see the plumb line in the hand of Zerubbabel. These seven lights represent the eyes of the Lord, which are looking throughout all the earth. So in the book of Zechariah, God told Zerubbabel that um, he first he showed him a uh, revelation or 
a vision of the seven lights of the Lord and God gave him understanding that the seven lights represents the eyes of the Lord which are looking throughout all the earth so the seven lights are the seven spirits so the seven eyes of the Lord which are looking throughout all the earth Revelation chapter 1 verse 3 4 verse 5 to 6 you can read it in your own personal time so the, yes so yeah that is the book of Revelation into faithful witness faith witness he said that and from jesus the faithful witness notice that we are still using the scripture revelation verse 4 to 6 and he said that the same spirit who are in front of his throne then he went on to say that and from jesus the faithful witness hallelujah our eyes are being unveiled our eyes are being unveiled in the mighty name of Jesus, the faithful witness. Jesus is a faithful witness. I say is because he's Jesus is a faithful witness. And when he came to the earth, he was a faithful witness to the truth while on earth. And even now, he's a faithful witness because he resides in us. He resides within us. Hallelujah. He's a faithful witness to all that is revealed in the book of Revelation. John 8, verse 37, we see Jesus saying that he's a faithful witness to the truth. Jesus came to reveal the truth. He's a witness to the truth. He told Pilate that you say I am a king. My kingdom is not of this world. He's a faithful witness to the truth. Hallelujah. And he said, He's the firstborn among the dead. Jesus is the firstborn among the dead. The first begotten from the dead. Hallelujah. He is the first conquered death. First Corinthians 15, verse 20. First Corinthians 15, 20. But now is Christ risen from death and become the first fruit of them that's left. Colossians 1, verse 18. And he is the head of the body. The church who is beginning the first from the dead, that in all things he might have the preeminent. Christ is the first born from the dead. He said, If I be lifted up, I will draw all men unto me. When he was lifted up, he drew all of us to himself. He's the first born from the dead to rise from the dead, not literal death. Because you know the people that died again. In Lazarus' case, Jesus knew that like when he visits Lazarus back from the dead, he will die again. But he's the first one from the dead that won't die again. He's the first one from the dead that will live eternally. So we all that we rise with him, we live eternally. We won't die again. Hallelujah. So the first one from the dead. He's the head of the church. He's the beginning. Hallelujah. And it says that he's the ruling king. As the firstborn, he's the firstborn from the dead and the ruling king who rules over the kings of the earth. Revelation 17, verse 4. These shall walk with the Lamb, and the Lamb shall overcome them. He is the Lord of lords and King of kings, and they that are him called and chosen and faithful he is the king of kings he is the lord of lords how is he the king of kings and the lord of lords because he has overcome the enemy because he has overcome death and hate is because he holds the keys because he has been again and god has given him authority over all the earth God has given him authority so that the mention of the name of Jesus, every knee will bow, every tongue will confess that Christ is Lord. Hallelujah. He is the King of Kings. He is the Lord of Lords. Jesus, as a prophet, was the faithful witness who spoke the Father's word. He said, I don't speak my own words, I don't speak my own revelation, but everything I speak, I speak God because my father has given this and this is something or an example to us as believers 
Jesus said he was in the Father, and the Father was in him. And whatever he did was controlled by the Father. Whatever he spoke was controlled by the Father. So if I am in Jesus and Jesus is in me, that means Jesus speaks through me. That means Jesus controls me. That means when Jesus speaks, I speak through him. When I speak, Jesus speaks through me. I am in him and he is in me. As a high priest, he is the firstborn from the dead. As a firstborn from the dead, when he rose again, he didn't die again. He can't die again. So when I rise with him, I'm also a priest. He has made us kings and priests. So as my high priest, I also rise with him. As a priest, I rise with him. And I live forever. I serve the Lord. Hallelujah. Priests are secluded. Priests are consecrated to serve the Lord. As king the ruling king of the earth he is the ruler of the kings of the earth he is the ruler of all things at the mention of the name of jesus every knee will bow everything will confess christ is lord he has made us a kingdom of priests or a kingdom of kings and priests you are a king you are a priest we have the nature of both a king and a priest embedded within us in christ Jesus is the one who made us into this whole order and union. So it is already done. Revelation chapter 5 verse 10. You have chosen us to serve our God and form us into a kingdom of priests who reign on the earth. You have formed us into a kingdom of priests who reign on the earth. First Peter chapter 2 verse 9. That you are a God's chosen treasure. Priests who are kings. A spiritual nation set apart God's devoted ones. In other words, you are a chosen generation. You are a royal priesthood. You are a holy nation. Hallelujah. I came to call out who you are. You are king. You are a priest. You have power. You have dominion. The things on the earth. Scripture said that creation waits the sons of God. Creation is waiting for you to have dominion. In the beginning, he gave them, male and female, he gave them dominion to rule the earth. You have dominion, you have power. That thing that is bothering you, you have power, demon, that lousy demon. That lousy circumstance. You have power over it. Why? Because you are Christ and Christ is in you. You are a priest, you are a king. As a king, you have dominion. As a priest, you are made to serve the Lord. You have the ability to serve the Lord. You are already a priest. God has already called you out to serve him, to do ministry. There is no one to be a priest. You are the priest. Every believer is a priest. Every believer is king. You have dominion. You just have to have knowledge. As I'm telling you now, as I'm speaking these words of life, Scripture said the word of God is alive and active, sharper than any two-edged sword, which yes is true and marrow, the spirit and the soul. So the word I'm speaking to you is go inside of you and to remain, to make a room in your heart. So when you come upon this word, you have your life. And yes, I'm a king. Yes, I am a priest. I call out kings and priests in the kingdom in the mighty name of Jesus. Arise, oh you kings and priests, arise. Malendo Rasha You have dominion, you have a priest. Scripture says that you know the child, even though he's an heir, cannot really um, do anything because he's subjected. So you are not able to manifest your kingship or manifest your priestly dominion because you are a child. And you've been telling me the years of you being in Christ or something. It means you having knowledge of what you have. If the child knew that he's an heir or if she knew that she is an heir, he or she wouldn't behave the way he, he or she behaves. So when we see these words, it's for you to know who you are. So as you know who you are, the guardian can't manipulate you. You know, the people, the, the helps can't manipulate you. 
the world can't manipulate you when you know who you are if you know who you are you walk in that dominion you walk in that manifestation hallelujah you are a kingdom you are made into a kingdom and a priest when pilate asked jesus that yeah they say you are a king are you answer for yourself he said that my kingdom is not in this world our kingdom is a spiritual nation that's why we call each other brothers and sisters not because we just say it, but because we are indeed brothers and sisters of a nation of a kingdom it's a spiritual kingdom it is not of this world we are in this world but we are not of this world when i see my brother i know this is my brother because we are all in that spiritual nation hallelujah let me continue revelation chapter 1 verse 7 behold he appears within the clouds and every eye will see him even those who pierce him and all the people of the earth will weep with sorrow because of him and so it is mind you he said that people of the earth will weep he didn't say believers will weep this scripture has been turned so much to make it seem as if the end time is a bad thing or Christ coming is is sad. But I said no. He said he wipe away every tear. When Christ comes, there's earth not you. And the earth even weeping could physically mean the earthquakes and the um, wars, the famine, the things that are going on is the earth weeping because the earth is alive. The creation awaits the the sons of God. Creation is alive earth is alive the earth has a voice it can weep through floods <laughs> it can weep through earthquakes the earth has a voice so it's saying the earth will weep because christ is coming could mean that earthquakes will come distractions will come ozone layer things <laughs> those people who talk about the things going on <laughs> Yes, the green earth and that we should be planting and those things. It is the earth weeping. The earth is weeping. And that's in some time to come, the earth will be so hot. It is the earth weeping. <laughs> Hallelujah. Behold, he appears within the clouds. Every eye will see him. The earth will see him. Everyone will see him. Even those who pierced him. He appearing. The Greek word is echomaya. And it's in third person singular and um, which represents that um it's in present tense reality so it's not a distant one so he is now coming he is in the act of coming and he continues to come <laughs> so Christ is continuously coming we are not really looking onto that last day we are looking onto now he is coming he's coming he has come he's coming he's still coming he's continuously coming hallelujah he appears he comes when jesus was about to die he told the disciples that i will go and i will come back again i'll go and i'll come back the coming back can be in three phases he when he came back when he died and he came back physically came back and the disciples saw him at the day of pentecost when he came to reside within us and his coming at the ends of days when he will appear in the clouds Hallelujah. Someone say, Holy Spirit, reveal to us. Holy Spirit, reveal to us. Holy Spirit, inspire the words. In the mighty name of Jesus. He is coming. He is in the act of coming. And he continues to come. He said he appears within the clouds. What does it mean? Is it a literal cloud? As I said, the book of Revelation is a book of symbols, signs. Hallelujah. He will appear to be surrounded with clouds. Daniel 7 verse 13. Daniel is one of the most prophetic books in the Bible, the book of Daniel. And if the Holy Spirit doesn't give you understanding, you will, you will just read it literally. If you really want to understand and have in-depth revelation, go to the book of Daniel and especially about the end times. God reveals certain things to Daniel that even his generation was, was not meant to take it in. So God said he should seal it up. So read the book of Daniel. Hallelujah. Daniel chapter 7 verse 13. I saw in the ninth visions 
and behold one the son of man came with the clouds of heaven and came to the ancient of days and they brought him near before him the cloud of glory is now plural so clouds a company of clouds hallelujah so it's ended that um they brought him they brought him next before him yes they brought him near before him and the cloud of glory is now plural clouds a company of clouds so it's saying that daniel saw god coming or jesus coming in the clouds of heaven and he came said he came to the ancients of days and they brought him near before him and jesus came with the clouds or the son of man came with the clouds of heaven first Thessalonians chapter 4 verse 17 then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with with them in the clouds to meet the lord in the air and so shall we ever be with the lord so first Thessalonians is talking about jesus literally coming and every eye seeing him plainly as the angels told the disciples when jesus was taken to heaven you come in and we all see him and say we will meet him in the clouds we will miss it we will be caught up together with him in the clouds so that's the meaning of the cloud that we being caught up with him so the clouds could mean the believers as we are caught up with him you know in the clouds so the believers coming with christ christ appearing with the believers christ come appearing with the overcomers it says here in hebrews chapter 12 verse 1 that we have cloud of witnesses that represents the matters and it says every yeah so before i go to um the every eye will see him there's a place in the book of revelation i've forgotten the exact scripture that john also saw that the lamp had was coming and the lamp came, came with people who are like him he appeared and he appeared with people who are like him so that means that when christ appears we will appear with him so we are the clouds that it is talking about we are the clouds that will appear with christ we will be caught up with him we will appear with him we are the clouds the victorious one and he said that we'll be in robes of white so who knows <laughs> the robes of white that he saw clouds are white right we can't really see it it's, it's the believers hallelujah it says every eye will see him so it is literal everybody will see the earth will see everyone will see him those who pierced him every one of us has pierced christ even the believers have pierced christ it's because we've been saved you know that is how come we believe but when we were unbelievers we pierced christ and how did we pierce christ we pierced him at his side with a spear of unbelief and sin so we pierce christ with our sin we pierce christ with our unbelief but thanks be to god <laughs> who has forgiven us thanks be to god who has redeemed us hallelujah in the mighty name of jesus there is so much i, I have to continue but I, I i believe that this will be a series so i continue next week so let's look at the last two points hallelujah revelation chapter 1 verse 8 I am the Aleph and the Teh. I'm reading from the Passion Translation. I am the Aleph and the Teh. The beginning and the ending, says the Lord God, who is, who was, and who is to come, the Almighty. So in the um, other translations or in the Greek, it is, I am the Alpha and the Omega. Alpha and Omega are letters of the alphabet in the Greek. Alpha, Omega, even in our maths, we see some things bitter they, they these things are all greek but aleph and tav are alphabets of the hebrew word aleph is the first alphabet of the hebrew word and tav or tav is the last um, alphabet of the hebrew word and alpha is the first alphabet of the greek word and omega is the last alphabet of the greek word so jesus was saying that he is the beginning and the end that is that affirms him as someone who has all knowledge someone who has all knowledge he is the sum of all truth the sum of all the alphabets it is jesus 
he's not only the letters, but he's also everything that the letters convey. Jesus is the word. Jesus is everything that the letters convey. Jesus is the beginning. Jesus is the end. In the beginning was the word. That's how come when John was writing his book, the book of John, he said, in the beginning was the word. Because he had re- he had he had seen Christ, or Christ has been revealed to him as the Aleph and the T, the Alpha and the Omega. So when he wrote the book of John, he said that in the beginning was the Word. I believe he had this revelation before writing the book of John. He had encountered him as the the beginning. In the beginning was the Word. In the beginning was Aleph. He's the Aleph. He's the T. In the beginning, Jesus. In the middle, Jesus. In the end, Jesus. The whole scripture is about Jesus. He contains everything. He is the word. When God spoke, the earth came to being. He is the source. He is our source. We are everything of him. <laughs> Hallelujah. And we are in him and he is in us. He is the Alpha and the Omega. He's the beginning. He's the ending. He's the one who was. He's the one who is. He's the one who is to come. Maron dereboche terebo sarabasheta lemo se terebosha. He's the Alpha and the Omega. Haro se terebosha lo se tereboche terebosa masin tarabasheta makon derebosa mashay terebosa mazin terebosa rababasheta. Rama Kunterebosa, Rama Mashe Terebosa, Isaiah chapter 4, verse 4. Isaiah chapter 4, verse 4. The Lord will wash away the field of the women of Zion. He will cleanse the blessings from Jerusalem by a spirit of judgment and a spirit of fire. The Lord will wash away the fields of the women um, of Zion and he will cleanse the blessings from Jerusalem by a spirit of judgment and a spirit of fire. Hallelujah. So he is to come. And what is to come is that he will wash away the field. Let me explain this. He said that he's the Alpha and the Omega. He's the one who was, who is, and is to come. So right now he has washed away our field. Because when we receive Christ, his blood washed away our field. So this is not something that is in the future. This is who god is this is what god has done this is what jesus has done he has cleansed us he has cleansed the blastings of us the new jerusalem we we the, the woman of zion is representing the people of god he has cleansed us by a spirit of judgment and a spirit of fire he has cleansed us with his fire at the day of Pentecost, the presence of the lord came upon them like fire so the fire came to cleanse Hallelujah. And of judgment, he was justified on the cross. And because of the cross, we were cleansed. And because of the fire, we have been sealed to the day that he comes again. Hallelujah. Let's look at Revelation 21.6. Revelation 21.6. After we are going to pray, we are ending soon. After we are going to pray, he said to me, it is done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. To the test I gave water without cost from the spring of the water plant. <laughs> Hallelujah. So in Revelation, said he is the Alpha and Omega once again. He is the beginning and the end. And because of that nature of him, he is able to give water without cost to the one who is thirsty he said he is the drink at the feast of tabernacles in john i'm the spring of life i'm the fountain of life i am the drink i am the water come drink of me he said in Isaiah chapter 55 that come drink you who are thirsty come and drink from the waters without cost something that money cannot buy you can't buy eternity you can't buy salvation you can't buy cleansing. You can't buy the spirits. That is how come. Um, I think Peter was very angry at the man. I think Simon the sorcerer that wanted to buy 
the gifts of God. I wanted to buy the presence of God. He was angry because it's something that you cannot buy. It is a priceless thing. It is something without cost. So that means that you are wealthy. As a believer, you are wealthy. Because you have eternal life. Money can buy. All the riches in the world cannot buy eternal life. Thank you, Lord, for your word. Thank you, Lord, for your word. Thank you, Lord, for your word. Oh, so terrible, We will drink of you. We will drink of that fountain of water. Malinda rababa shei terebosa. Ramaken terebosa. We pray for hunger. We pray that we will test for you. Mashei terebosa. Marinda ramama mashanta. Lemosei terebosa. Ramama shita. Indeed, you are the Alpha and the Omega. You are the Aleph and the Thay. You are the beginning and the end. Who can be compared unto you? You are the one who is, who was, and is to come. You write our future. You are the one who tells the beginning from the end. Because in you entails all things. You are the source of all things. Thank you, O oh Lord, that we will appear with you in the clouds. Thank you that you are coming again. Thank you that you have unveiled, oh Lord, who you are. You have uh, you have revealed who you are to us. Thank you, oh Lord, that the veil has been removed, that we have been unveiled. Thank you, oh Lord, that you you love us so. You love us so that you are able to even reveal the things that are about to happen to us. You are able to reveal the deep things of the world to us. In the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you that you are washing us. You are washing us all with pure water. Makinda Ramama Sheta. Marama Sheta. Meron de Rebosa. Mashete Rebosa. Ramamamamama. Ramama Sheta. Thank you that as you have shared with us, we are sharing with others. Marama Sete. Malen de Rebosa. Mashete Rebosa. We are equipping each other. Meron se de Mosa and Mama Sheta. That we all will become the mature body of Christ. Melembo Sunte, Mashinta Rabasanta, Mashete Rebosa, Makadina Namazanda, Masindara Mamashita, Mara Mamamaseta, Rama Mamama, Reme Meme, I see fire falling, Makindara Mashete Rebosa, Rama Mashita, I see God igniting someone, I see God awaking someone, Mekende Reboshete Rebosa, Rama Mamashita, I see God calling out people, Mara Mashita, from the depths of their spirits he's calling who you are he's calling who has made you to be Oh, thou mighty, mighty man of valor, thou mighty man of valor, Mason Terebo Sarababashita, oh, that thou prudent woman, Makinda Rabashita, oh, thou servant of God, thou servant of God, thou minister of God, La Makinda Rabashita, sons and daughters of God, he's calling us his sons, he's calling us his daughters, Marenderebosa, who are like him, Mashe Terebosa, when people see us, they will see Jesus, when people encounter us, they will encounter Jesus. When people hear our voice, they will hear the Holy Spirit. Mira Mazandia Rabashita, Marababashita, Makende Rebo 
closer. Ma, 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 we are growing into Christ. We are becoming like Christ. Ma, terebosa. We are beholding his glory. Ma, kandara, ma, sheita. Like a mirror. Ma, remo, se, terebosa. Ma, se, terebosa. Ma, ranja, danda. Ra, ma, 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 ma. Oh, Lord, stir something within us. Me, ken, terebosa, ra, ma, ma, seita. Me, zon, terebosa, ra, ma, ma, zandia, ra, ma, ma, zanda. Le, me, 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 me. Ara, ma, sheita, terebosa, ra, ma, ma, sheita. I hear my spirit an illumination to study the scriptures. An illumination to each and everyone here to study the scriptures. Maron Derebosa, Ramashe Terebosa. An illumination to understand the scriptures. Scripture said, scripture said that all scripture is God breathed, is God inspired. Mashe Terebosa. So the Holy Spirit is the one that has divine understanding because He inspired the scriptures. And I hear in my spirit illumination. Maron Derebosa rababasheita, meron derebosa, masheita rebosa, mara masheita. You will have illumination. You will study and know. You will eat of the word, makanda rabasheita, and you will share that bread with others. Malon derebosa rabasheita. In the um, the story of the five thousand, what Jesus did was when Jesus had the bread, Jesus blessed the bread. Then the the first thing that he did was he he broke it. He broke it and shared it to the apostles. Then when the apostles took the bread, what did they do? They also shared it to the multitudes, to the people. Hallelujah. So God is giving you illumination. God is giving you an understanding, a deeper understanding and revelation into his word. So that you also share with others. So that we will all be built up. We will all equip each other. We are being built up. As buildings of God, we are being built up. In the mighty name of Jesus, this season is there are going to be strange signs, strange signs from above. And when you are not um, alert, you will miss the signs. You will miss the signs. This season, there's going to be strange signs from heaven, strange signs strange signs happening on the earth if you are not alert you miss it i pray for you to be alert i pray of i pray for you to stay watch to stay watch as watchman and watch women it's not going to get better in the world but scripture says that as for you, you are in another kingdom. <laughs> so the things that happen on the earth doesn't happen to you. It's not going to get better. But then you are in another kingdom. It's like when we're reading or when we're doing the, the way of the wilderness. They were in Goshen. All the plagues that came, came. But then Goshen never felt the plague. The plague never touched Goshen. So you are in Goshen. I pray for you that in these days you will see the signs in these days you'll be built up in these days oh you will hear the voice of god you stay close to god so that your touch will be brighter and brighter and it will be lighter and lighter i said his burden his light his burden is light my yoke is easy my burden is light so take upon the yoke of the lord take upon the the light of the lord the burden of the lord carry your cross and follow him Die to yourself each day. God has called us in this season. God has called us to appear with him in the clouds. He's calling us the sons of God, the daughters of God to rise up with him. There is no time. There is limited time. I had a dream recently and in the dream, God was saying it is time. It is time. It is time. We have to eat the word. We have to wash ourselves. We have to become that which God has made us to become. We have the Holy Spirit, but we have to allow the Holy Spirit to work in us so that we become the true sons of God, so that we become the true daughters of God. When anyone sees us, they will see Jesus. There is a reason why when the Jews, 
there's a um, the sons of Skiva when they were casting out the demon. He said, "Paul, I know Jesus, I know Paul, I know, but who are you? Why? Because when he saw them, he didn't see Jesus. There was no nature of Christ in them. But when he sees Paul, he sees Jesus. Oh no, this is Jesus. <laughs> so when they see us, they're supposed to see Jesus. They are supposed to see Jesus." We will grow. Let's pray our last prayer. We will grow. Mashanta Babashita. We will be washed with the water of the word. Oh Karama Mashita Bashita. We will wash with pure water. With pure water. We will study to show ourselves approved of God. Malinda Mashita. Makindara Babashita. Marama Mamasita. We will become the image of of Christ, beholding like a mirror, with an unveiled face, unveiled face, we are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory, just as by the Spirit of the Lord, the Spirit of the Lord reveals the glory of the Lord to us, so Jesus said that when he comes, he will remind you of everything that I have said. He will remind you of every word I have said because he will reveal Christ to you. He will reveal the word to you. We will behold the word with an unveiled face by the Spirit of God. We will be transformed to be sons and daughters of God, to the image of Christ, to the image of the Father. He is in us and we are in him. In the mighty name of Jesus. As I said earlier, some of you, if you knew who you were in the spirit, if you knew who you what you carried in the spirit, like you wouldn't be acting how you are acting now. You wouldn't even be shy. If you knew who you were in the spirit, you wouldn't fear the devil. One time I was there and I think those days I, I used to get scared a lot at dawn to wake up and pray at dawn. I used to get scared because before that um, I used to have an encounter with, you know, like the devil used to, um, demons used to come and, you know, and paralyze me when I was on the bed. And so I used to have this fear of, you know, staying up at dawn and all those things. And I, I one time the, my protector, my angel, my personal angel, came to me this this wasn't a dream this was a trance i i saw him he saw me we spoke he spoke to me i spoke back to me he came to me and i just encountered him and i was like wow so this person or this powerful being is the one protecting me and i'm scared of demons like what and i'm scared of demons he mentioned his name and when i researched his name it's like it was a name from the nations of, of old like one <laughs> it was so crazy I, I can't really tell you the details because it's very deep but like wow this powerful angel is following me and he follows me everywhere once one time i had a dream and i was in the washroom and he was there with me <laughs> i was like ah why would you still be here when i'm in the world he was there with me protecting me standing strong and I was like, wow, this powerful being is, is protecting me and I'm scared of demons. <laughs> I was like, what? If you knew who you were in the spirit, if you knew the angels that surrounded you, you wouldn't be scared of some lousy demon. You wouldn't be scared of some things, of a paper, <laughs> an exam paper. You wouldn't be scared. You wouldn't be scared of a boss that doesn't like you. What? If you knew who you were, I pray for you that may God open your eyes to see who you are in the spirit. May God reveal to you the angels that surround you, the multitudes of angels that surround you. He said, welcome to Mount Zion. Welcome to the mountain of the living Lord, the heavenly Jerusalem, with an innumerable number of angels. You are Mount Zion. You are the heavenly Jerusalem. You are the dwelling of God. And you are the one that the innumerable number of angels surround you. I pray for you. That may God open your eyes to see who you are. To see who surrounds you. At a point when I have dreams and it's like someone is attacking me. Then I'm scared and I'm like, oh, again, now someone is attacking me. Oh, again, what is this? It goes to a, it goes to a time now. I don't even care. <laughs> I don't even care. 
because I know God is just revealing it to me to tell me this is what is going on and he has already done it. <laughs> and he's just showing me just because I'm his friend. I pray for you. That may God reveal who you are to you in the spirit, who he has called you to be. May God reveal you to be. And as he reveals it to you, may you walk in that understanding. May you walk in that revelation. You are kings and priests. Some of you are commanders. You are generals in the army of the Lord. And the devil is bringing fear. And the devil is bringing all sorts of things. He has no power. Jesus said, I have overcome him. He has no power over me. Though if I'm going, the devil will come. He, he might even come among the in, among the church. But then he has no power over me. So if you are truly with me and I am truly in you, he has no power over you too. That is what Jesus was saying. Pray for yourself. Lord, reveal who I am to me. Lord, reveal who I am to me. If you can put your one hand on your head, put one hand on your head and say, Lord, reveal who I am to me. Lord, reveal who I am to me. Just like you revealed who Gideon was to him. Reveal who I am to me in the mighty name of Jesus. Just like how you revealed who Peter was to him. Reveal who I am to me in the mighty name of Jesus. The enemy wanted to distract Peter with fear and guilt. Then Jesus told him that, no, Peter, you are a fisher of men. You are to feed my flock. You are to feed them. You are to feed the church. I don't know about you, but I pray for you. That may God reveal who you are to you. And that you may walk in it. May God call out who you are in the mighty name of Jesus. Our time is fast spent, so I have to end here. We will continue. This is just the beginning. So we just did introduction here. So next week, we continue with the true, the vision, the vision that God, um, John got. We continue with the vision that John got about Jesus. Hallelujah. I love you all so much and I pray for you that may this fire that has been kindled, may this fire that has been kindled keep on burning, keep on burning in the mighty name of Jesus.